<laughs> What's going on, everybody? Where are we, Carl? Death store. We're both hobbling around uh, the meatpacking district. Yeah, this is actually Chelsea. We're not in the meatpacking yet. We're close to uh, the meatpacking yeah. district. We're on the border. We're heading toward La Cubana. The cool part is we were at La Cubana getting chilling. ready to uh, podcast. We were yeah. chilling. The AC was nice. They were taking down the scaffolding, getting ready for another night at La Cubana. Carl squeezed me in for a nice little podcast before they start the music at 5 o'clock. Is this too much detail for you? At this point, I don't care. Nico was uh, getting the espresso machine all warmed up for some yeah. nice espressos. Yep, yep. And I turned to Carl and I go, Carl. I say, yeah, Oak. <laughs> we got a problem. I don't have an SD card. <laughs> that girl's got a body, man. Where's the body, bro? Right in the green room. Well, I was too busy trying to make this sound good, man. How about you try to make this sound good and I can look at the the uh, the snatch. All right. What's up, folks? <laughs> <laughs> so I go to Carl. We got to go get, get an SD card. So you would think that's no big deal, but we just tried uh, four or five stores. It looks like the SD card is like... Uh, an archaic technology. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they figured out other things with other podcast machines now. <laughs> so, so, I'm still recovering from a terrible back problem. And then when I arrived at La Cupana, Carl was outside having a Siggy Poo. Right. And I noticed you're hobbling too. So, we just spent the last 20 to 30 minutes hobbling around Chelsea trying to find an SD card. Oh my God. And you don't even slow down. So, I'm like... Bleeding out and trying to catch you, my broken toe—the worst. What happened to your toe? I fell out. I fell off of a water taxi. Well, that's a good way to hurt your toe. Oh my god! I was on a killer date, and uh, so I live in, in Flushing. So I figured out the train. I looked at the map and I saw a blue at the end of the train. I'm like, "That's water. I'm on my way." So I told the girl we went to this place. I was like, "Yo, let's go eat some crabs and shit." <laughs> Because it is summer after it is all, summer. or the end of summer at this point. And I haven't been, uh, I haven't been out really. I mean, I've been out at bars and stuff, but I haven't gone out like on a proper date because my life has been just a pattern of fiery destruction. I'm not gonna lie to you; it's very strange to see you in like uh, sunlight. Yeah, it's weird, right? I was checking you out on Instagram, Sabor Chef, one of the best Instagrams going out there. And all of a sudden, I see you, like, on a boat. I'm like, what is he doing, man? I hated it. He likes dark places. I do. But then there's a water tax that takes you to another bar because I wasn't lit enough. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, let me go on the water. And I got my little backpack on, like a little city deal. I look like Dora the Explorer. And I'm on the dock, and the boat moves, and I get stuck in the water between the boat and the dock. No! And my foot gets all jammed up on the on the on the uh, mooring hook. Yeah, splits it right open. The girl's screaming. <laughs> my backpack just went from twenty pounds to seven hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm <laughs> under the boat. It's I can hear the engine. Brr, I'm like, this is it. I get chewed up by a water taxi in Queens. Yeah. And so uh, the, the backpack was taken on some water. Took all the water. All the water. So. What makes the backpack all soft and cuddly dry <laughs> makes it a fucking bowling ball in the water. <laughs> Literally, I was like turtle swimming, like my feet and my legs, and I'm kicking up. Then I bring them on the boat, and I bleed all over the boat. Yeah. Are you struggling to get the backpack off at this point? The backpack is on me. Yeah. My shirt's like all open and crazy, and the girl's like, 
you okay? Because it's like the first date, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, all I had, I'm drunk, and I just asked her if my cigarettes got wet. <laughs> That's all I cared about. But your toe was uh, split wide open? Split wide open. So we found the pharmacy, and she bandaged me up. Oh, that's nice on yeah. a first date. Good. And then Nothing she's, wrong with a little bandaging. She yelled at me because I like was playing with her hair when she was bandaging. She's like, are you serious? <laughs> well, that makes sense. And the sense. guy's like, dude, you guys aren't going to clean it? I'm like, I'm not going to clean all the bottle blood on the boat. I mean, I'll just throw some vodkas on I'll it. i throw a little, <laughs> my little airline vodkas that are now drenched. Everything I had was wet. Oh, that sucks. Oh, and it's like bay water. Oh, so the rest of the night, like, we're hanging out. And I got flies around me because, like, I smell like the bay. And I guess the bugs want to lay eggs on me because they think I'm a lily pad. <laughs> so, just getting bit by mosquitoes. Just, I mean, every bug. I look like Linus <laughs> from Peanuts. And she, and she was a good sport. You know what I mean? She just she took care of me and... and yeah, let's go this way. And she ended up being a good kid. You know what I mean? She was a good egg. She cleaned she the was, wound she properly. Was, she cleaned the wound, the hydrogen peroxide. When that hydrogen peroxide hit my toxic blood, <laughs> it was it looked like a firework. You know what it looked like? One of those kid experiments when they do the volcanoes. Like, oh, when it gets fizzy? All, it fizzed all the way up to my knee. Like, it was just like, oh, she was like making gross faces. You need some of that iodine. And I kind of like, I looked at her, I'm like, you know, are we good? <laughs> Is this a good first impression? You know, but she, she took it in stride. It was pretty good. Well, you're wobbling pretty bad. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I was walking uh, well, I was badly. Pretty, I was better before we had to do this. To get the SD card? Yeah. But, well, I appreciate the, uh, the effort on your part, yeah. that's for sure, because, because I, I fucked up. Now we're back at uh, <sighs> Booth 76 in the AC at La Cubana. Yes. How's the restaurant going? Restaurant's all right, man. You know, slowest week of the year, so we're a little tense. But September's well, we're in September, and it's time to it's time to rock and roll. Yeah, I got back to the city last night, and uh, I, I don't like it. There's too much noise. Get out of here. Just move forever. <laughs> be done with it. I want to be done with the city, but now I'm stuck. Cause, like we just took the kids to their first day of school today. Listen, I, I was I was born and lived in major disappointment. Like they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could do that to them. And now, it, you know what's sad? It's like this was my city when I had the big radio show, and right, I was a big deal. And uh, obviously, if we're wandering around trying to find an SD card, <laughs> I'm not much of a big deal anymore. <laughs> But now it's the kid's city, I'm, I'm starting to realize. Now I might have to make the sacrifice and stay here for them. Fuck. No, you don't. Huh? You don't have to do that. I think I might have to. They're at that age. They're not young anymore. I don't know, Ope. This what? is expensive to live here. Just bail out. <laughs> you think? Jesus Christ. Give up on this podcast stream. Yeah, just shut this whole fucking thing down and go fucking have a good time. I'll be good. <laughs> Time to give up on the old podcast stream. Get a job working at Sizzlers. At this point, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I swear, we, we made fun last time. I haven't seen you in a while because I was podcasting with Carl and I pulled my back out so bad I... Um, I couldn't walk. Right. I couldn't stand. I couldn't drive. So you would think, well, at least you could lay down. No, you can't really lay down because then getting up is excruciating pain. So then you're like, hey, you might as well just lay in the bed and not get up and get some sleep. No, you can't sleep because it hurts so fucking bad. 
and my whole body, <laughs> my whole body was tilted, oh, <laughs> like Gumby to the left, and it took a month to to get better. And uh, I I'm walking around like a newborn like uh, fawn, like my legs <laughs> atrophied. I, oh, <laughs> I don't think that was your back, Obi. I think that was racing your 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 cousin in law, your brother in law. Oh, the hamstring is still fucked up. Yeah, man, you fucking buried your own summer. <laughs> I, th- I think the hamstring uh, led to the back pulling out because I never took care Him of the catching hamstring. that giant fish. Brought so much negative energy in your life <laughs> that it just took you, it just snowballed into a disaster. And now people are coming up to me on the beach going. You know, did you hear about... Yes, I heard! Yes, I it wasn't! It was only 51 inches! <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, Hope, you measured it, bro. Yeah, you measured you it, You measured it, bro. Oh, God. But the funny thing is, I um, I have shoes on for the first time in three months. I saw them shiny new. You want to see my blisters? <laughs> no. You want to see my bleeding toe? Yeah, I want to see your bleeding toe. I'll take it off now. It's going to be a problem. Do you need a new bandage? Probably. I feel it's getting warm. <laughs> like in the blood. I was supposed to walk today, you dick. <laughs> you walked like a champ, though, man. Well, what are you going to do, man? You got to do shit. You know? And we were checking out the girlies in uh, the old meatpacking district like this, slash Chelsea. This is uh, this is it. And, they, you know, they start wearing sweaters and stuff, so I shut my eyes off till June. A lot of sundresses today. A lot. Oh, a lot. Women are so beautiful. It's so easy to look at. <laughs> you think? I like girls. I like girls. You like fish and you like girls. I do. I like fish and girls. So uh, that's uh, that. That sounds like a great date with the with the toe and falling in the water. Did the propeller go on? The boat was running, bro. Oh, how, how close to the propeller? Well, I don't know. I got out of the water like a scalded fucking. Like a, it was... Oh my god, that's scary, yeah. man. But like you know, the boat was making like the waves and stuff. Like because he was ready, he was almost already in reverse. You know, he's keeping it in reverse just yeah, to yeah. keep it moored, kind of, sort of. Right. Well, you heard what happened in California, huh? What? With that dive boat? Yeah, man. How, how is it the captain and the crew are okay and everyone else They died? were on the bridge. But how the fuck couldn't they get the door open? If people don't know, I, I forgot. How many people died? They were all Everybody's trapped. Everybody's dead. They were all trapped below in this blazing fire, and there was one way out, and for some reason they couldn't open that. Oh, it makes sense. To, I mean, just from, from the pictures, and I've been on enough boats that... There's only one way in and out of that right. of that galley, right? Right. So, usually, the engine room is adjacent or under the stairs to go up yeah. to get out. So, if that thing went boom, they just they just burnt, they cooked to death. It's right. awful. And then the dive tanks were exploding from yeah. the fire. Yeah. That, that was. I hate the eyewitness. They, they're talking about he he helped, but his first. Thing he said was, well, they came knocking on my uh, my 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 boat door or whatever on the side on the hull, yeah, on the on the hull, and, and and they were in a complete panic. So I went and got my shorts. <laughs> oh Jesus, dude! <laughs> you going to get your shorts probably cost at least one life. Oh my God, it's California. You're lucky they even helped. You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, they're talking to this guy like he helped. I don't really know what he fucking did, man. Because well, every every story, someone like that's the new the new culture. Like even if you participate zero percent, yeah, you survive. You're a hero for some. Like everybody comes a hero now. Yeah, uh, yeah. They they give out that title a little too uh, easily. So I um. This is the first time I'm talking to you since I tried the uh, Beyond Meat hamburger that drove you insane. Yeah, that was sick. I was seething. <laughs> Why were you seething? Because it tastes like a burger. No, it does not. <laughs> it does. I'm okay. telling you. I have. Listen, look, I can't. 
I know I'm talking to uh, someone that that that's mouth isn't broken. I'm, I, I'm talking to a top chef, you know, a top chef that really knows his food, but. Like like a farmer like me, man. When it comes no, to no, food, first of all, a farmer would be like, "What is this brown sponge that I'm eating?" It, it it has. You don't eat enough red meat in a burger form. You don't eat a lot of burgers. Uh, no, I started eating a lot of burgers and getting the real good burger meat from the butcher. How many times do you eat a burger? A burger? And they're fans of the the podcast, by the way. Oh, good. Because the one guy he whispers to me, he goes, "Opie Radio, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, uh, "I've been listening to your podcast. It's really funny." And then he goes, "The place is packed." He goes, come here. I'm like, oh, shit. He goes, did your old college roommate really try to blow himself? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and did he? And was he able to, you know. Every guy wants to know if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, was he able to, you know, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, oh, he, so I, he didn't actually, you know, uh, blow himself to, co- to completion that I know of. But he was able to reach. And th- and this young this young buck wanted to know if it was possible because he's still young. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a belly yet. So you know, before you have a belly, I think you, I think you have to try. As I'm losing weight, I keep giving it a pass through. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to buzz the tower. <laughs> Man, if I can figure that out, I'm saving a lot of money this winter. Now, if you could do that, would you? And if you could do that. Does it make you gay? Like, what's all the... You know what I mean? Now, you see, what makes you gay is liking men. Right. But if you're sucking... But if if you're bored... Yeah. And you're at home and say, you know... And you you could... You already watched a couple videos and and, stuff. And you've been working on your core. You've been working (laughs) on your core. You know, I don't see any problem with it. (laughs) But this is completely hypothetical. No, I understand that. No, I understand that. It's like Space Force. We don't know if it's even possible. I mean, if you're if you're taking care of yourself, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm a very selfish person, so it just it's in line with everything else. <laughs> right. you know, it, it seems like the ultimate end to my selfishness. I think you're just feeding your own ego. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. hundred <laughs> percent cool with that. But the guy in the butcher, he's like, did he really? I'm like, yeah, he did. But anyway, uh, go listen to that. Uh, that was a past episode I did with my old college friends that, that I've funny. known forever. I love how you kept saying like the real name and the fake name. <laughs> I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were stories we can't really tell yet because the one guy still has a job. The other one doesn't care. Oh, so we have even better stories that we'll do on a future uh, episode. But anyway, um, I, I, I drove out of my way with a bad back to, to try that Beyond Meat hamburger. And I know you're a chef, so it's I, I'm going to lose this. I get that. But I, I was amazed how much it tasted like a fucking hamburger. It doesn't taste like a hamburger. It, it t- does because it does to you, but it does to anyone else it does not. It, I've had it. The texture? I had it the, I've had them since they they came out. The texture is spongy. The color is awful. It hasn't it has a a diaperish feel to it. It's just like it has like different layers of, of this sinew, this chemical sinew. And and uh, to my palate, and my problem with it is there's a lot of unnatural things in it. So if I cook it to uh, to a medium rare or something where I would like the same texture as the burger, all the chemicals. I get all the chemicals. Really? And plus I eat burgers naked, right? With just a piece of cheese. Or yeah. I don't put ketchup on them or anything. Yeah, yeah. So that burger... I think is really, it's... Then why are they selling so many of them? People seem to like them. People will... Let me tell you something. People, four out of five people are wrong about most things. This this Impossible Burger, it's all marketing. 
Well, I tried the Beyond Meat. I don't know if it's. I would sue. I the would Beyond Impossible. They both. They're all. Their, they're similar. They all have their similar. But can I tell you my experience for real? And I know it drives you nuts. So I went to the store because I really just wanted to try because I've heard a lot of things about it. I, t- I brought it home. Uh, that was after the old lady at the store had to bend bend down and get me get me the Beyond Meat hamburgers and my raisins for my oatmeal. That's oh like I can barely move with a bad back. <laughs> What a mess. <laughs> it was just terrible. And then I, I drove home and my back was killing me. And, and the first thing is I opened up the packaging and I'm like, man, this smells like this smells like dog food. Well, it, it has the same ingredients. As I stuff. know. I saw you uh, uh, yeah. put that on Instagram. But it's I'm not I, I got but it. So do most a lot of things have ingredients. I got to say it smelled like dog food. And it, and it had the and the texture was kind of just kind of wet and spongy, yeah. like you're saying. Yes. But I'm telling you, then. Then I cooked the thing, and I, yeah, I put a, a piece of cheese on it. I, I, I dressed it up like I would eat a regular burger. So it was like a, a slice of tomato, some cheese. A, I toasted the bun, a little ketchup, and uh, and I'm like, all right. And me and my wife tried it the exact same time, and we were expected to take one bite and throw the fucking thing away. Carl, I'm telling you, I was like, how is how does this taste like a hamburger? It, 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 it tastes no, it, no, because you you. You you're such an expert on food that when you're going to have a hamburger, you're going to get a top of the line hamburger. Right. Okay, that's well, that's not necessarily true. Here's what the problem. But uh, let me have just... it again with a real burger right next, next to it. it. Well, It'll wipe you out. Well, because I... what happens is it's a lot of it. Let me tell you something. Especially with food, you're able to trick yourself into a lot of stuff, right? You you think that you don't have these preconceptions, but you do. That's like when I that's why when I test food, I always make different batches because. You have to reset your palate, right? Because your brain will trick your mouth into thinking that something tastes like something. Right. Right from the beginning, it's Impossible Burger and this and that. And, and the marketing on it is so expensive and so heavy that it's in the back of your head. But the, my expect- Have it next to a burger. Like, yeah. for example, a lot of people have it at McDonald's, like the Impossible Whopper or, or White Castle or something. But they, you're using the same spices and condiments and bread as the regular one. Yeah, well, right. I, that's what makes it so like easy. Like a Whopper, an impossible Whopper. You're if enjoying you take, the shit that makes it a Whopper. Right, but if you take the, if you take a, the actual burger out of a Burger King Whopper and take a bite out of it, you'll be like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it's not that good. But with all this stuff around it, it's easy to trick yourself because you're getting all the textures from the onion, the tomatoes, the lettuce, the ketchups, or yeah, whatever yeah. you're using, right? So it's easy to trick your brain into it. But in reality... Head to head, it's not even close. Well, my expectations were low. I'm surprised, and I'm here to say that it it tasted better than most hamburger patties I've gotten from a supermarket. When when you're talking butcher meat or uh, where do we go for those great burgers on the east side? Uh, JG Melons, uh, Joe's, Joe's, Joe Juniors. Yeah. Joe Joe Junior has the best hamburger in New York City. It's really delicious, right? One of the best. One Absolutely. of the one of the best. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best burger I've ever had. But right. I, I haven't tried as many as you. Um, and I was I, I got to tell you, I'm surprised. And 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 then a couple of days later, we grilled up more and had them again. Wonderful. What <laughs> Why does this bother what you so awesome much? What an awesome summer in space. <laughs> Why does it bother you so much? <laughs> because I think the I think the I think the product is bullshit. You know, it's not. I don't understand. There's no health benefit to it, right? I don't know. There's not. Really? It literally carries the same calories, or maybe a little bit less than a right. regular burger. Less right? cholesterol, so, probably? Uh, probably a little bit less cholesterol, but yeah. negligible. 
Right. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're a casual burger eater, if you eat this shit every fucking day, then the, chem- the chemicals are going to catch you. Well, here. All right. So, so here's the thing. I would eat the Impossible Hamburger because I thought it was pretty damn close. Right. If I thought I was getting the health benefits, there's but zero health benefits. Then, then it's stupid. It's I'm, stupid. Now I mean, I'm with you. The only market, the only, the only, because at that point I might as well go to the butcher and get the really nice right. hamburger meat and talk to the young kid about my podcast. So, so <laughs> I, I, I follow, I follow, you know, marketing trends and food very, very closely, right? Because I could see through the bullshit. I know a lot of people that do it. So what's happening now is with the Impossible Burger, they're realizing that sooner or later. The ghost is going to, the ghost is up. You know, the gig is up. They're going to know, you know, they're going to be like, hey, there's a couple things in this fucking thing that are no bueno. Um, It's basically the vaping of food. Remember, like, oh, this is a great, you can vape now, and now kids' fucking lungs are falling out, right? Because they realize it's pretty much just as bad as having having the cigarette. It's bad. Yeah. Right? Has, has, uh, actually has different uh, problems, right? Different problems that are, that are, we're not even built to treat yet because the technology is so new. Is, is strip, is overstripping, you know, the, the the medical data. Well, same thing with this thing. Yeah. So, what you're seeing now, and you're going to see, you've heard it here first. Remember when I told you that everything was going to become automated? So this is their new, this is the new impossible whatever burger and all the vegans, their whole thing is saying uh, that farming, animal farming is bad because the carbon footprint is really big, right? So that's going to be their new angle. You know, if we stopped eating meat, it would be the same as a billion cars on the road. There's crazy statistics out there, right? No one wants to talk about, maybe we have too many fucking people. But no one wants to talk about that, right? No. We, well, only, we only talk about solutions after we cause the problem. That's what's great about human beings. Well, I saw cow, cowspiracy, and uh, the cows give off way more methane gas than the cars. Absolutely. But, way, I, way more. But, but you know what's funny? You know what gives off the most? Shipping. So while they're telling you, you know, cafe standards, and, and cars have to have 50 miles per gallon by the year 2000 this and this and that, no one talks about uh, commercial shipping on boat. These boats and fucking trains blow out so much fucking... They roll coal all day. Yeah. These things are lethal. Right. That a couple boats eclipse all the cars in the world. It's unbelievable. Not a couple. I'm exaggerating. But no, I it's, it's a handful or whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So what's happening now is there's going to be another ship because remember, people, they get their information just in snippets, right? Like you, you top, top paragraph Opie. You know, you read the top paragraph, you're like, up. Ah! No uh, good. I had a lot of downtime this summer with my <laughs> hammy and my bed back. I'm here to tell you I now read two paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, now you know at least know the names of the people. Right. Right. Oh, she was 52. So, <coughs> so what's happening now is they're going to say that it has to be responsible and this and that. They don't, they don't really want to talk about uh, the what vegetables actually do? A lot of vegetables, you, you, we can never scale up to the point that they want. Our population is too high. Yeah, the, the amount that they want to scale us up is is it's utopian in nature. And as someone that's in food, I'm like, guys, this is green makes green. You don't understand that this there's the same people behind uh, the meat. It's just like uh, back in the day, Philip Morris. They owned. Health companies, they owned everything. They, yeah. they want to corner the market. And the yeah, same yeah. thing with food. This is all bullshit. There's too many people. And, and we, populations continue to grow. And not only that, we don't die. So between not dying and, and too many people, 
we're we're finding solutions to problems that we've made already. Right. right? right. Like it's not the solution isn't eating. You know, not having less cows. The solution is having less people. That conversation, no one's going to have. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to have because our whole economy is oh, based depends on all that. on breeding. Yeah. Well, what about uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? They're they're going into the Beyond Meat craze, right? Well, like, they did. Uh, so, but, but I mean, it, but it's it, it's it's fried chicken. I mean, anything tastes good when you fry it. Well, like right? I read an article, um, Washington Post. Right. I read. <laughs> Hold on with the music. If you can't, is there anybody here? Okay. So, so he read. He I read an article in the Washington Post about, and this was the beginning of the article. It said, uh, uh, the the chicken sandwich war between Chick Fil A and and uh, Popeye Chicken is insignificant. The real future is Impossible Chicken. So. I see that they show a, a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken with a new green thing. Oh, it's sold out. I'm like, oh, it's sold out. So then I'm like, let me read the article. First thing, one store in Atlanta for like three hours had this stupid chicken. But that's enough for these idiots now to think that this is a well, that, marketing genius. Yeah, that's brilliant marketing. Brilliant marketing. Because it's still the, sold out. It, at, at, I mean, you read the fine print, it's one fucking store. But yeah, it's, it, it makes it sound like every KFC they had this. Literally, they literally out. sold 90, uh, 90 orders. Like, I, yeah, I yeah. sold more Ropa Vieja in a restaurant in the right, meatpacking. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the whole article I read it. The first part was pure emotion, how this is the future and, and cows kill people and chickens kill people um, because of the methane. You know what I mean? The second one was they interviewed a chef in Brooklyn who said that growing chickens was, was in, you know, inhumane and this and that. The whole article was all this stuff. Not at one point did this article give you one fact, one statistic, what is this impossible chicken? The thing's not even cleared to fucking sell. It's a it's a science experiment. Nobody knows anything. And the last one was like, well, you know, it, it's the next move because look, uh, Popeyes ran out of chicken. Wrong. Popeyes ran out of buns. They have all the chicken in the world. They just they didn't scale right, and they ran out of buns. Oh wow! But no one did right. one inch of research. Right, right. So then I see that same article get picked up by the New York Times. By the, and it was just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, because I have alerts. So I'm picking up the same story. And it was a cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. Well, it's lazy journalism. Oh, it's not one, even journalism. One, one person, well, with the Kevin Hart thing, you know, when it, when he had his car crash, right. they're like, he had a significant, uh, a significant back injury, right? Right. And then every publication just took that, copy yeah. and paste, and that's it. They yeah. didn't even do their own uh, journalism and try to... Maybe find out more about the accident. No one cared it, it, an iota about it. It's lazy. They're like he he suffered a severe back uh, yeah. back injury or whatever it was, and every publication had the exact same paragraph. It was crazy. Exactly. That's just, why I don't read more than a paragraph. Maybe there's you're right. Else, maybe it's there's not, nothing you're else there, there to read. There really isn't. There, the rest is a paper tiger. So, right. so me following the story, you know, I the other day there was a story. It said uh, four people. Pull a gun, you know, ransack a, a, a Popeyes for, you know, with a gun. I'm sorry. Ransack with a gun to get into a, to get a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, all right. So I, I look at the picture. This is Houston. Yeah. Okay. It's not the best part of Houston. Yeah. And let me tell you something about fast food. When you go to a fast food place and half the sign is out. Yeah. You're in a war zone. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure this place has had this happen multiple times. Chicken sandwich or no? 
but now I started doing research and I had to go all the way to local Houston to find out they got they never made it in the store. Right. And they were having a fight with the guy about something else in the drive thru. Yeah. But somehow, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste. This is the national story. Yeah. And th- and that's with diets, and that's very dangerous. Now, there's companies like the Impossible So, Burger. wait, I, I didn't, I, just so I, I understand this. So, the, the story is that they loved the chicken sandwich so much they held up a, a Yeah, that they were demanding the chicken oh, sandwich that they were so out of. Yeah. Stupid. Come, you know what I mean? Like, enough. Oh, God. That's not what happened. Right. I mean, all you have to do is watch viral videos, World Star, for 10 minutes, right. and you could see 600 <laughs> yeah, exactly. fast food fights that have nothing to do with Popeye's chicken sandwich. Right. I've seen them throw whole soda machines across the counter. Right? But this is, this is the modern world that we live in where when I read an article, for most stuff I dismiss it. Right? But when I read an article, I have to really dig in because, you know, like CNN and all these guys, they literally, they must just scour the internet and say, oh, that's a cool story. Sure. And just repost it. And just spin it out. And just spin it out into right. whatever narrative they want. Of course. It's crazy now. Oh, that's interesting because I, I thought it was becoming a craze. So here's the question that... It was one store in suburban yeah, no, Atlanta I that was it. advertised heavily. Yeah, I get so it. So they were advertising in the local market. They had, you know, signs on the highway and everything and, and they were giving out vouchers. But they sold... Handfuls, literally. Right. It, now, was that the Popeye's chicken sandwich? No, that was the um, the the Impossible Chicken okay, from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, but didn't uh, Popeye's change their recipe or something, and, and they have a new chicken sandwich? No, Popeye's created a new chicken sandwich. Right. Right. Okay. Now, because chi- that started another craze. Well, yeah. But here's that's the, what I wanted to seg into. Yeah, I, I did a food review on my on my Instagram of it. I thought it was delicious. The Popeyes. Yeah, I liked it a lot better than the Chick Fil A sandwich, and a lot of people agreed with me. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like Chick Fil A as much as everybody else does. I don't either. <coughs> I mean, but, we'll get it for the kids every once in a while, and I'll, you know, I'll muscle through a sandwich. But it, when it comes to chicken sandwiches, and look, I'm not I'm no expert. I'm certainly not not you, but the Popeyes is way better. Their Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Here's the thing, uh, and who has the best? An unpopular chi- fact: Popeyes has better food. Than Chick Fil A, hands down, hands down, of course. And guess what? The chicken sandwich at Popeyes, as good as good as good as it is, yeah, it's not the best thing on their menu, right? Like, I'll, I I still go to Popeyes. I wouldn't get the chick sandwich. There's better stuff on the menu, right? Their 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 whole chicken, their bone in chicken's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I would never get a chicken sandwich over fried chicken, right? I just think it's silly. Yeah, yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. But when the chicken sandwich came out, I said, "Watch this." I told my friend. I said, this is going to be an explosion. And he says, why? I said, well, the media is going to take their their disdain for the politics of Chick-fil-A. And they're going to make the Popeye sandwich a winner, like it or not. Yeah. And I started seeing it on Twitter where the media started to segregate always where... Oh, white people like the Chick-fil-A, black people like the pop. I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh, Christ. You know, I went there. Right. You know, it was me, it was me, me, two, me a Puerto Rican guy, and a black guy. Right. And we both, all three of us looked at each other and said, it's better. Right. That's it. I think, but then they spin it into this thing, I which think, is unnecessary. I think all the races, the one thing they could agree on is that <laughs> the fried chicken's delicious. <laughs> the chicken sandwich is, is delicious. They did a home run. I think the right. bread's wrong. But... You know, it has well. Who has the best chicken sandwich, right? Out of, out of the major players, you know what? It's although you go uptown, 
and you go to one of these chicken joints. No, but you're not, you're that, not going to have a conversation about that because it's not a national chain. No, I understand, but that's you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of. I only had the Popeyes once, so yeah. I can't say it's the best. But I think if you're gonna if you're gonna say nationally, uh, the best chicken sandwich is probably Wendy's. Wendy's, yeah, Wendy's probably has the best chicken sandwich. Why? A Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is is a superior sandwich. The Chick Fil A, and it always has been. Yeah, but Chick Fil A, you know, they got their. You know, they're southern, they're southern roots and stuff. Wendy's doesn't have that. Wendy's, unfortunately, still has the stigma of old chains. You know, Wendy's is burdened with the Hardys, the Carl's Juniors. They're they're lumped up with those, even though Wendy's is a pretty, pretty superior product. Well, they got to update their, their logo. Oh, it's, it's tired. <laughs> they really, <laughs> it's it tired. A little redhead from the oh plantation. My, oh, my God. If you want, if you want some, like Wendy's looks like some an people annoying. Are, yeah. If you want people of color to eat your chicken sandwich, oh, you get you gave me the, the hiccups. <laughs> oh, you're the best. <laughs> you got to get rid of the little redheaded kid. Yeah, you know, you got to make what, it a little more comfortable for the colored, uh, the the, well, no, the, the people of color. I but, should but say. They, oh the, my god, I almost said colored people, but I, I didn't mean it in that way. And now I did say it. We're all fucking because I was panicking because they heard that. I meant to say people of color. You can't say colored people anymore. Well, you shouldn't. That sounds bad. <laughs> Colored people sounds disgusting. I know it's. Of course, it's disgusting. But but here's what I'm saying. We're, I as a minority, and as someone that hangs out more, a lot more minorities than most people, we we're, nobody's thinking that. You know what I mean? We're at Popeyes. We go to Chick Fil A. We go to Wendy's. Yeah. yeah. It's either good or bad. Because remember, it's. You know, for me, it's a, it's a meal. I'm going to take it at its own merit. Right. But now all these people, like, there was so many people like, bro, have you had the chicken, the chicken sandwich at Popeye's? I'm like, I've known you for 20 years. You've never gone to Popeye's. You've, yeah. I've literally, I've had people to say to me, I don't go to that part of town. Right. Because Popeye's usually are in the hood. Of course. And then I don't go there. Or I don't go to White Castle. And then all of a sudden... One day I'm driving by a, a Popeyes and you just see all the Range Rovers and everything outside. You're like, come on, guys. Right. This isn't for you. Well, bulletproof uh, glass at fast food restaurants kind of scare me. Makes me feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're a little different. And you know, the first time I had a, a Popeyes, sadly to say, when we used to drive down to the Outer Banks. Right. And you pull over on an exit because you're starving. And next thing you know, you, you don't know that you're in a bad part of uh, I-95. And next thing you know, the only place to go is Popeye's. And I'm like, this shit is the best. Oh, it's the best. Why but are in these the in sou- white neighborhoods? But in the South, in the South, you know, fried chicken, Popeye's struggles. Because you got Bojangles down there. I mean, you have some. And then, like, every five You got minutes, players. You players. Got, you people play fucking ball down oh, there. Oh, yeah, you, you do. You ain't just showing up your bullshit red beans and rice and think you're going to get away with it in <laughs> right. the Carolinas. Like, what about crowns? Crowns is delicious. Crowns. I mean, there's so many down there that are just unbelievable. But you got to, you know, and as, as you get down to Alabama, like, I don't go to fast food at all. L- literally, everyone makes fried chicken at this. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. There I are, took Sherrod. I remember on the border of uh, uh, Savannah, Georgia, and and Carolina, there's a there's a there's a long road, and all there is is a convenience store where it's so hot in that neighborhood that you can't even pick it. Everything is behind the guy, right? Like the chips are behind the wall. Like he has to get you look through the through the thick glass and you order whatever you want, and he puts it through in through like a like an, a deposit thing. Like that's how fire that place is. Wow. 
they have that a gas station that somehow doesn't have gas, <laughs> but it's packed. Right? But it's packed. It's packed. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah. You going now? Yeah, I'm going right now. I got it. What? What's that about? What are my cooks? He gets. He has like ADD. He doesn't think I know. Yeah. So like he'll find something that we're missing, something obscure, like cherries. Maraschino cherries. Yeah, maraschino cherries that we use for like I use it for uh, this coconut thing that I do. Yeah. So like it took him like till now to figure out a way to get out of that building. <laughs> Good chill. <laughs> go to you, Western Beef. <laughs> where do you find maraschino cherries well, on a Tuesday? He'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> He's a genius. And, he, and I'm jammed up with the podcast. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just go. You got to respect that, though. Yeah, and, you know, he you figured took, a, a little uh, from, work, from, work it around. Took him two and a half hours to get out. <laughs> he figured it out, he bro. Figured it out. Good for him, yeah, bro. bro. Like, he's going to go get chairs, but he's out of his chef shirt. He's dressed like in his shirt. I'm like, oh, he's going to go fucking come back drunk or something. <laughs> but God bless him. You know what? I, I was the same way. And they don't realize I'm like Xanos. Like, I know exactly what's going on. I just let it go. Right. Let him enjoy. Good for him. Oh, it's nice out. It's nice out. Enjoy a, enjoy a uh, stroll. I, mean, I just walked around looking at sundresses. Why can't he? <laughs> right. You think he's coming back with the maraschino? No. <laughs> we have plenty upstairs. He'll be like, oh, I found them. Aren't they just for decoration anyway? Who cares? Right. But anyway, uh, the, the uh, yeah, the, the bulletproof glass. Yeah, yeah. So we go there, and, and I take Sharad. Sharad's like, where are you taking me? So and the gas station. It's this little place on the border of Savannah, and it's called uh, the Pink Pig, right? And you walk in there, and it's, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it's not a black neighborhood. It's a poor neighborhood. That's right. what Juneland said in the South. Like, the black people and the white people are exactly the same, and right. they're both trying to kill the Mexicans. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, because the black... But aren't people, the Mexicans poor, too? Huh? Aren't the Mexicans poor as well? I, they don't care. <laughs> it's just a, it's a culture gap. In the right. So, um, so we're sitting there, and I take them to this pink pig, and they have... It's like a shrug. She's like, what would you like to drink? These are their options. You know, they don't have Snapple, or they have um, plastic jugs of either homemade pink lemonade or uh, sweet tea. Ooh. So I said... Um, you gotta go pink lemonade, gotta right? Go, you gotta go pink All right. lemonade. Good. Always, always. Good. Up top. Up top. So Sherrod takes a sip of the. Sh- he goes, What fucking heaven are we in? What is that? He's like, My fucking teeth hurt. That is so sweet. I said, Wait. So we order, we order fried deviled crabs, Ooh. hush puppies, fried shrimp, yeah. and fried chicken. And you order chicken there by the actual piece. Like, how many legs you want, how many thighs you want. So I'm like, I never get breast, obviously, because I don't think it's... I think it's an inferior fried chicken, right? So we get the legs and thighs. Sherrod ate the chicken. He goes, I haven't had chicken like this. He says, Carl, I'm from Harlem. I go, Harlem and shit down here, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, we ate... We must eat for we must have eaten for three hours. He he was sweating. Sherrod was <laughs> sweating. Sherrod. <laughs> we went back to the strip club. He took a nap for like an hour in the back while they were calling the girls. Desiree, Desiree to the main floor. Desiree, <laughs> Desiree. And the chicken at the strip club was fucking delicious too. Oh, I would imagine. Oh, right. But it's the South. It's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. But uh, yeah, so. It's, uh, you know, we, it is what it is, man. I, I just, I'm exhausted with the news and, and how injecting politics into everything, even food. And they're coming for us now. You know, we're the next battlefield. Why? Well, food, because it's just like, 
you know, oh, like, oh, this company donated to Trump or whatever. So let's boycott. Like, I, the other day, the, I saw the list. It was like, boycott basically all the food on I-95. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So they you think they're coming for you next? Yeah, they're coming the, for us. The food industry? Yeah, they're coming for For us. what? Well, just we're, we're, eat, we're a soft target. Right. You did, know? Did you see uh, Dave Chappelle's Netflix special yet? Yes, I did. What do you think? Phenomenal. He is, dare I say, a genius. That word is used way too too much. What? And then I realized that there are a lot of comedians out there that are just pretenders. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's good. He's on another level with his shit. Well, you know what? The only thing I was bothered by, but it doesn't mean I'm going to boycott Dave Chappelle. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not going to. He'll be fine. I, I st- no, I know, but but I'll st- I still think he's funny as fuck and all that. I, I really believe he doesn't think uh, Michael Jackson molested those kids. That's the only thing that bothered me in that whole special. Because if you if you watch that documentary and then um, Oprah did a follow up with those with those guys, she did a special on her own. It is so obvious that was Michael Jackson's kink, man. Well, I, you know what the thing is is if you're gonna if that's gonna it it doesn't bother did. me because it's in the context of comedy, right? So well, his, his there's if if you would say that there it would be the equivalent, you know, back then. Uh, all those comedians back then. What's the one that was crazy? New, um, the one that he, they did the Mickey Mouse. Here I come to save the day. What was his oh, name? Oh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They knew how to. One man- of my favorites, by the way. Yeah, they knew how to manipulate. Yeah. Things, right? Yeah. So I think, like any comedian, he knows certain things are going to have a lot of shock to him. You know. Plus, he. The way that I took that joke. Is I don't think I don't think that he doesn't think that that was what happened. I think he mirrors our, our communities. Like like we're Latin, right? we're Cuban, right? Well, you, you, you are. I'm Cuban, right? So you come up to a Cuban community. Me and my Cuban friends and my mother and, and that have loved like Andy Garcia. His yeah, mother. yeah. And you tell us, hey, Andy Garcia, molested all these kids. You're gonna have to tell us a lot more than that because we don't have a lot of heroes. And we're not gonna. We're just. We don't throw them in the trash right away. I get it. You know what I mean. So we'll be like, "What kid? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Show me. Right. Right. That kid's thirty. He's not molested. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, like. Right. So I understand that. You know, and and that's because the thing is, is it, in those communities, you know, we've been beat up so much, and and well, we've been you know taken advantage so much that we don't believe right things, even though. To, to most people, it's like, guys, it's obvious. Yeah. You know, the, the guy I, the guy was a lesson. You're like, I, I don't know. See, I love your take, and let me tag this, because that's exactly what I was thinking when I was uh, watching Dave Chappelle talk about Michael Jackson. I'm like, man, he's sticking up for the community, and they don't want to believe that, you know, Michael Jackson, the king of pop, was actually this perverted and all that. And I, I was getting a little bummed, because I'm like, Chappelle, man, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're so fucking smart. He went after R. Kelly, though. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this isn't a black and white thing. No, no. Because he went all in with uh, R. Kelly. Right. I just think, you know. And his underage, uh, you know, girl thing. Right. I just think Michael Jackson, I mean, there was so many, with Michael Jackson when he was alive, there was so many enablers around him. And the enablers around him were not black. Right, you know, it was it was the industry that protected him. Oh yeah, of course, because they're all making a, a shitload of yeah, money. Yeah, and now it. and now and now those same people that protected him and got these kids hurt, yeah, are doing all the documentaries and trial by documentary. Yeah. You know, and now they're like, oh, he's dead now. Yeah, he can't. Michael can't make any more money for us. Yeah, now let's make money the other way. And that and that's 
That's it's the, literally the same fucking people that are doing this. You know what? Um, you know what killed Michael Jackson? What's that? Something he was trying to hit the high note again. And uh, there's an article that Lionel Richie talks about it, where uh, Lionel Richie's like, "Look, I was one of the, you know, I was extremely uh, popular and stuff, but I also understood that I will never get back on that level ever again." And and he literally cannot hit high notes anymore, and he's okay with that. People like Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston, they they were not okay with that. They wanted to hit the high note again. It was one of the last things that Whitney Houston said to uh, uh, Clive uh, Clive Davis. Uh, she said, "I will hit the high note again." She was obsessed to being back on that extreme level again. And the same thing happened to uh, Michael Jackson. He spent his whole life trying to duplicate uh, Thriller and, and having a bigger album than Thriller, not understanding that was a phenomenon. Right. And, and it, yeah, in the end, it was the drugs that killed him, the, the propofol. But the fact was, uh, people that were really close to Michael Jackson, they know this guy was not sleeping at all, obsessing with the fact that he needed to top Thriller and didn't understand that album was also just a sim- simply put a phenomenon. And, and you know, times have changed, and it, 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 it was never going to happen. Right. And that's what killed him, because he was trying to hit the high note again. Right. I think Bad sold like 25 million copies or something like that, and that wasn't good enough because it wasn't close to what Thriller... Uh, uh, Thriller was... A phenomenon! But it was different back then. Everyone listened to the same music. They watched the same TV. They watched MTV. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's people that have fame and celebrity, and uh, they don't understand that. Look, I, I, I had to suck it up a little bit. Right. I'm never going to get back on the ONA level. Right. But th- there's a lot of entertainers and celebrities out there that they... They obsessed with trying to hit that high note again, right? And that's and a lot of people say that's what killed Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston in the well, end. Well, fame kills all of them. You know what I mean? But the the, the uh, like to double back with Chappelle, yeah. The th- as a whole, I've learned to look at things as a performance instead of the new way of looking at it. Is like this is not a documentary, people. Yeah, this is a performance. So, that's like the, me, so many people are upset by this. But Netflix me special. criticizing Chappelle. Would be like, literally, it's a it's a performance, it's like watching a show, right? Yeah, yeah. So the same thing, we like watching cats and be like, that black cat was out of line <laughs> right, right. because <laughs> right. it was mean to the gray cat. Like right. you would look at someone like they were insane. You ignore that some of this is a performance. It's a performance, right? right? So, I mean, do people walk out of the, out of uh, out of uh, you know Transformers and be like that bum that bumblebee really shit the bed, <laughs> right? You know what I mean, right? right. Or like. Oh, did you watch Predator? That was bullshit because that alien had the same right to live yeah. as 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger. Blah, 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 You're like, blah. bro, like, can't yeah. you suspend your shit for a, a second little bit. and just ride down the river? Yeah, we're we're in Chappelle's head right now. We're just, he's we're just looking into a window to Chappelle's head. Let him have fun. Right, laugh it off. Forget about whatever you're upset about. That's right. the whole point. He uh, he defended Louis C.K., which I I liked because you know. Louis C.K., creep, yes. Uh, should he be able to work again? Absolutely. But there are so many young comedians out there that don't feel safe in a room with Louis C.K. <laughs> it's like, ew, You know what? You, these young comedians don't feel safe with Louis C.K. I've seen their stand-ups. I don't feel safe in the room with them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, it's like a half-dumb TED Talk. Yeah. Like, it's not even comedy right. anymore. Oh, like. I don't feel safe. Yeah. What, what, what is he going to do? The safest place to be is in a comedy club with Louis C.K. Right. in front of a lot of people. Oh, my God. 
right? Get out of here. And then he defended Kevin Hart, you know, because his his take on Kevin Hart was brilliant about how, you know, he's almost a perfect human being except for four lousy tweets. And that's the society we live in. Right. You can be a perfect human being except for one, two, in this case, like Chappelle said, four lousy tweets. And they want to take you down. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. And you're not allowed to change your opinion on shit and evolve. Evolve your opinion. The thing is, is uh, that the reason that this has become that people can't, you know, that can that can't evolve their opinion, is because people have realized that they can take people down. Yeah. Right. And well, that's the sport, isn't it? That's the sport. Because they don't, they don't. Morally, they truly don't care what Kevin Hart tweeted. Most of the people, um, you know, but they, but they like the fact that they could take someone down that's doing way better than themselves. Yes, yes. This is all jealousy. It's it's all jealousy and it's a human nature. It's it's human nature. You know, uh, you see all the people that make content, good or bad, on social media. You know, for every person that's making content, there's 50,000. I don't know what the participation number is, but it's very small. You know, the actual people that are making content. Or trying at least. Or trying to. Yeah. I I would say it's... It, I don't know what the number is, but it's it's a micro number. It's way it's barely one percent. Yeah, it has to be like barely one percent of all people on social media are actually trying to put decent content out right. there that makes you laugh or think or something right. like that. Something. And then well over ninety nine percent of the people are just there to trash the people that are actually right. trying to right. contribute something to yeah. entertainment. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. You know, like I'll post something, and someone will be like, you know. Uh, that was stupid. Well, what isn't? Nothing. And I look out there, and all they're doing is like retweeting Bill O'Reilly from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, or, or just what I don't understand is, this, and it's so easy. Like when social media first started, I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was one of those guys. You know, you, you, you look at a target and you kind of say some shitty things to them. And then I, I thought I was in the beginning, and this is embarrassing to say, but I'm being honest. I thought I was kind of being clever and kind of being funny as I was being kind of a dickwad toward right. celebrities or, or people that had a, 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 certainly a much bigger name than me. And then when I realized how easy it was and how everyone could do this, I, I had no interest in it right. anymore. That's, that's what kind of turned me. I mean, every once in a while I'll take a, a shot. I'm not perfect. But in general, I'm like, ah. Like, there's people that literally like, have DM'd me like, yo, sorry about that shot bro. I took on you, bro. But, you know, this is my job to be a super troll. I'm like... Your job. What? You know, they self-identify. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm 44. Yeah. Right? If if you roll up to me on Twitter, good or bad, and your name is uh, Rusty Nailgun, and you have a picture of, like, a, a man with serpents and shit, yeah. I'm already on the fence with you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> like... I'm a bit suspicious. I'm a already. bit suspicious because I know <laughs> a like that gas station that's not selling gas. Right, and a your name isn't Rusty Serpent. <laughs> right, right. B I don't think that's an that's your face. You know, like a Medusa like character with flames yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah. I don't think that is. I think maybe you're being somebody because in real life maybe you're like uh, the Wizard of Oz. You right. know what I mean? You're, you're you're just a little guy. You know, dealing with dealing with your own life. Yeah. So I'm already apprehensive off the bat. Right. I usually like to engage people that actually it'll be their name and it's their person and you know they have like a healthy amount of followers like 200 mm-hmm. alright you 200 you know what you've interacted with people but every once in a while you get these zeros or these fives and these people come and you hear you see their names and 
this is what they're doing. Yeah, I know. And 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 to me, it's like in my mind, I'm like, if I was a troll, like I I troll people, but I troll I'll troll a food company or I'll troll somebody giant, you know, which I know they're not even gonna see it. Yeah, it's just funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I, I, now I try to be. I, I don't even think most people are trying to be funny because, like, we've talked in the past. If if you're a troll, but you're you're funny, I think it's different. Yeah. Instead of just pure evil and pure yeah. hate at you because they're because they have fear in their own hearts and they're just miserable people, they have to take it out on somebody. There, there's definitely a difference, right? Yeah. I, I just just give me content, do something funny. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going through some shit on my uh, my social because. So Ted Cruz did his famous thoughts and prayers for another, you know, mass shooting. Right. And all I said was, yo, Ted, <laughs> that that thoughts and prayers thingy, I wrote thingy. Right. It, it didn't work last time. Maybe try something different. Right. Oh, my God. People, uh, we got to wrap up, don't we? You're, right, you're panicking because we got to get the music on at, at La Cabana. No, it's all right. No people yet. We're still good? Okay. Um so my, th- my thought is this. I, I really think our politicians are useless. And th- that thoughts and prayers thing is so shallow to me. Uh, I, l- it goes back to uh, the media with the copy and paste. Right. I feel like, oh, big tragedy happens. Copy, paste, send this out. Th- thoughts and prayers to the family. Thoughts and prayers to this. And it just feels so fucking shallow when you're in a position where you can make real change. And as soon as you say any of this stuff on social media, all people hear is, oh, you want to take my guns? And I'm not saying that. Right. Because I think at this point there's so many fucking guns in America. I, I'm not stupid. Even if we start taking uh, AR-15s away from people, it's not going to solve the issue. But but there's what, what drives me nuts is these mass shootings continue over and over again, and nothing different is being tried or 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 accomplished, right? And that's what it, it makes me insane with these politicians. Right. No, I'm not saying take your fucking guns, but you're not even trying to like you know beef up security around schools and public uh, uh, public places. You're not looking into the mental mental uh, issue in this country where you know you got a lot of mentally ill people. Right. Uh, you know, dare I say, maybe look into the gun thing a little bit too. I don't know. I'm not a fucking politician, but the, the, I, I'm listen, here to take, say that I can't take another politician just simply writing thoughts and prayers and then going back down to Washington and just doing absolutely fucking nothing since Columbine. Right. Since Columbine, nothing has been attempted or changed. Right. Nothing. And, and I think what, what you don't realize is why nothing has, because the ship has sailed, right? It's got to be. Hundreds of millions of guns in this country. Oh, it's has just, to be. It's insane. Has to be. Right. So, the politicians, unfortunately, are stuck on this assault rifle thing. Right. Right. That's not. That's not a problem. You know what I mean? It, as long as they keep focusing on the AR-15, they they're losing the they're losing the battle because it's it's bigger than that. Yeah. It's the whole thing is bigger than that. Yeah. There's a, it's a giant mental illness problem. It's a giant soft target problem. And what happens is with gun ownership, freedom, unfortunately, the freedom that we have and we enjoy, has no protection over crazy. You know, we're allowed certain freedoms that allow us to meet in private and do all this stuff. And if you really get... We're going to lose a lot of fucking freedoms. And we lose a lot of lives. And it's, and it's a tragic thing. But this ship has sailed... Hundred years ago. Okay, so if the politicians aren't gonna, you know, look at the gun thing, I get it. Like, I, I don't disagree with you. I think there's way too many guns in America. There's, there's other things you can look at. 
try to try to secure public, you know, spaces a little better. Yeah. Something, the schools, something. They're, they're, you have to secure public spaces, right? And and the reason that we I don't- mean, uh, my kids, sorry, my my kids are in a school where you feel like you're, you're you feel like you're going into a jail, right? You know, so when I drop my kids off, I feel, I think I feel better, better than I would have to say the majority of the parents out there. I'm kind of. But a kinda, lot of those kinda, things kind of lucky in that way, right? But if you if you look at if you look at these things, Opie, a lot of them, you know, they're they're internal targets. You know, like well, what happens if one of the teachers goes nuts? What are you going to do? No, I understand. It's already it. And going back to Chappelle, Chappelle's angle on that was hilarious. When they're like, I I've been I, there's there's kids in my family. It's not my kids where they do the, the the school shooting drills, and these kids are too young. That's putting incredible fear into their little fucking brains and souls. And Chappelle on his specials basically is saying, "Yeah, you're doing these school shooting drills, and there's the there's the kid that's going to shoot up the school, sitting in the back of the classroom, going." So where do we meet? <laughs> oh, that, li- that line was great on Chappelle. He goes, you know, the kid, <laughs> the kid who's going to shoot up the school. So where do we meet if there's a problem? Right. Okay, got it. Right. And I'm like, that's just brilliant stuff. Nico, you, you want to start the music, don't you? Let's start the music. You want to start yeah. the music? Yes, I do. Let's go upstairs. All right, we'll, we'll go upstairs. I, 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 can't, I can't sing. I can't sing, so yes. i got to start actually, the actual music. Well, well, how was your summer? Because, uh, you know, you got fans on this damn podcast there, Nico. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Nico, that's all he has to say. He doesn't even have to say anything special. And I, I love Nico because the first thing he, he saw me, I haven't seen you in about a month, he goes, how are the baby, you said in that accent, how are the how baby, baby turtles? turtles? How are the baby turtles? How are the baby turtles? I, I say baby turtles. I know, I saw that. That was very cute. I love and, it. And then, of course, on social media, you're not allowed to touch the turtles. Yeah. Really? I didn't know. <laughs> They're even bitching about baby turtles, Carl. Oh, my God. But I think the baby turtles that we saved, we can't figure out how they ended up on the ocean side because they were bay turtles. Is this too deep for people? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to let you start the music. Start her up, Nico. We're headed upstairs. Nico, thank you for the space, though. Uh, it's Booth 76 at La Cubana. A lot of fans coming down, right, Carl? Yeah, man, a lot of fans. I thank thank them for all. Thank God for all of them. I really need them. All right, we'll walk and uh, we'll wrap up the podcast. But Nico, thank you. Oh, thank I know you. Guys. you thank you, guys. Thank I know you, you delayed the the start of the uh, the salsa. Great having you with us. Today. Great having. Uh, all right, it's good to be here. <laughs> Watch us wobble away. Where it's so pathetic between my bed back and hamstring that's still healing and. And, and Carl's split open toe. <laughs> Look at you. Like you. You can't even move. Uh, know what's funny about um, living on the beach? So Tell me, Ope. <laughs> Let me tell you what's not funny about living in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> can we go to Flushing and yeah, podcast? Sure well, can we do that next? Next podcast? Yeah, next How does podcast. that sound? We can do that. All right. Oh, you hear the music just kicked in. That is nice. We are live. Oh. All right, we're going up the stairs, which is quite the struggle for both of us today. <laughs> Why don't we wrap up this episode? We did it, right? Do you have time to do another uh, episode? Yeah, come up to my, uh, you ever see my creepy office? No, where's that? <laughs> it's in a construction zone in a part of the building we don't own. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you don't own it? Well, you'll see. We'll have to be nice and quiet. Come check it out. All right, we're going to wrap up the Opie Radio podcast. I'm at La Cabana. On the next episode, I'm going to be in Carl's 
creepy office. Yeah. That sounds familiar. It does. Everything I have is creepy. <laughs> that's not, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad it's thing. It's bad, man. It's bad? It's All right. bad. All right. On the next episode, we're going to do it from Carl's creepy office. Creepy office. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. Don't forget to follow Carl on the Instagram mostly, right, Carl? Sabor Chef. What are you looking at? I There was a little, it's a, a little like a piece of wood yeah but it had the same size and shape of a dead roach and i freaked out oh that's everything for a restaurant guy i almost literally just had a panic i I saw you see it you got down i saw that from over there bro i swear that looked that right yeah i would be fooled but i I just picked it up that's just a piece of wood oh my god you went into complete panic mode let me take a picture because just in case people when they hear the pockets like it was a room (laughs) no it wasn't but, I mean, it's serious business because you got down on all fours with the bad toe and everything to make sure that wasn't a roach. Wow, man. That's like your kryptonite, huh? Did you see that? It just stopped me in my tracks, Yeah, bro. it did. All right, with that said. That sent chills up my spine. But you, uh, you want more people to go to your Instagram, right? Sabor Chef? Yeah, Sabor Chef. Oh, and what's this Elios thing about? What do you mean? You're you're like advertising. You're like a. Are you an influencer at this point? So Elio's is, is my favorite pizza when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah, Jersey, Jersey. They do a really good job. They do a good job. It's like oh, it tastes like cafeteria pizza, right? We, no, I'm better than. Well, we, we do Elio's uh, when we get to Philly. When we do those uh, right, down Philly, there. New Jersey. We get there, we have a beer, and they throw an Elio's. That's in it. The, you're in the oven. Yeah. So, so uh, they came out with hats. So I called them and I says, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm called. They're like, we know who you are. We love your posts and stuff. I'm like, can I get a hat? Like, we'll give you a hat. We'll give you t-shirts. We'll give you everything you want. Yeah. So I was like, cool. They're like, can you do us a favor? Could you like do a post advertising our online store? I was like, can I get two hats? They're like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And that was it. That's it. All right. So I remember I was talking. To, I was talking to my friend who was on the Food Network, and I'm like, he's like. Yo, man, that's how much did they pay you? I'm like, two hats. He goes, you have to stop, bro. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you could at least get some pizzas. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, you had no, you have, they, they're laughing at you right now. <laughs> you did it for two hats. Yeah, and a discount code, though. All right. I'm like, can I use the discount code? They're like, you just got two free hats, girl. You only have one hat. <laughs> All right, we're out, guys. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll continue from La Cabana. You got to wait a couple of days, but that it'll be worth it. We'll we'll be at um, in Carl's creepy office. All right, guys. Peace. Let's go eat. <laughs>